the Koi Gig part. Who is this serving and what is the end goal would be kind of nice to know. I feel like we haven't had quite enough Irish bias this year, so I am quite happy to see this. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. The Club Championship Show on OTB in partnership with AIB. Proud sponsors of the Football Hurling and Camogie All-Ireland Club Championships. Hashtag the toughest. Yes, you're very welcome along to the Club Championship Show brought to you by AIB and what a weekend of club action. It did not disappoint, that is for sure. Kieran's Rally of Kerry, they were crowned the Munster champions for the very first time. It was 2-6 to Newcastle West, 1-8. And we're going to be chatting to Barry John Keane from Kieran's Rally very soon. A big result in the Ulster football final as well. The reigning All-Ireland champions, Kilku, they were dethroned by Glen of Derry to pick up their first Ulster title in their club history. A scoreline there of Kilku, 1-6, Glen, 1-12. So the All-Ireland Senior Club Football Championship semi-final lineup is complete with Connacht champions, Cullen meeting Glen, and you'll have Kieran Zarahli face their club champion champions Kilmacud Croaks. Also then in the Senior Club Championship All-Ireland semi-finals we had Lockheed of, Sh- of Shamrocks of Antrim they were 3-6 to 2-6 of Drummond Inch so a win there by a goal. Also then Sarsfields against St Vincent it was 1-11 to 1-10 what a game and it was Sarsfields who came out on top there. They of course are the reigning All-Ireland champions and then as well just to mention in the in the Camogie Intermediate All-Ireland semi-finals we had Castlegar up against James Stevens of Kilkenny it was 1-10 to 8 points to James Stevens they'll go on to the final now against Clonduff of County Down that went to extra time there it was 116 to 111 of Clon Morris of Kerry so Clonduff a club down the road for me in Down brilliant club and they're back in the All-Ireland final so those finals are taking place this Sunday 4.15 in Crow Park and then the senior final will be at 6.30 so delighted to say it's an all-mead presenting team today how's it going Tommy Rooney? Hi Ashley. we're taking over we are we absolutely are an exciting weekend of club action yeah, cracking weekend. I um I was freezing in Tolman Park on Sunday. Yes. And I couldn't even couldn't even see the game <laughs> between Munster and Toulouse. And uh I was a little bit jealous that I wasn't in up at Glen and Kilku. That must have been absolutely sensational. It was, it really was. Um I'd actually booked the weekend off and then they had put the games on this weekend and I said, No way, I cannot miss this. And that it was in the athletic grounds as well. It added to it because it's a phenomenal venue just for the atmosphere. You feel like you're on the pitch with the players, Tommy. So, yeah, wow. it really was. It was brilliant. But I seen Tomman Park. Oh, my God, the fog was just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rugby, the rugby, look, at it, it was good, but I don't know if it was Glen Kilcoop. No, when well, we're going to get into all of that shortly. But first, I'd say that we're going to be joined by Munster champion with Kieran Zarahli, Barry John Keane. How's it going, Barry John? Okay, Ben. Good, not too bad. How are the celebrations going? Uh, quite and done, I hope. <laughs> Go on, fill us in. What was it like? Uh, it was good now, to be fair. It was uh, two or three long nights at it, but I'm getting too old now for the, the late ones. The younger fellas kept the, kept the show on the road. <laughs> Did I see that you were celebrating with Fossa as well, who had won the junior championship? Yeah, I ended up actually going out. To, they thought I was calling out to the two boys, but I was actually calling out to their father, but... He, 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 had a, he had a few too many, so I ended up with two boys. We did a circle of it. Very good. So this is the Cliffords you're talking about? Yeah, so I just called out. I've been due to call out to the father. I'd be close to the father. And we've with games going on through, through Kerry and through then club back to club. Uh, we just haven't got a chance. So we said we'll get it all the way before Christmas. And um, no, we had a good night. It was a great night out to be fair. And what does their, their dad think of all this? Like... 
obviously David and Potty have had such a year this year it's been unbelievable their achievements and obviously now to go on with Foss I'm sure is extra special uh, yeah it's, it's it's hard to kind of explain like he just takes it in his stride he's like he's like just one of the boys if that makes sense he's like just an older brother takes it pride proud but just treats everyone else the same like it's like not it's just like they're just part of the panel as well it's, it's just mad to see it's cool to see from the outside in yeah it's brilliant and even just some of the games like you see the amount of kids that are running onto the pitch afterwards just to, to run up and get autographs and you know this is this is junior football so I suppose we don't really see this at, at junior level but it's weird to see some of the greatest players ever playing junior football uh, yeah I suppose I suppose the two boys can't probably control that but um, they're controlling it in a way that it's like you said it's never done before but like even if you go into the clubhouse last it was very very busy and the two boys were just like any anyone else. They were weren't treated better or, or worse. But when they when they when they leave the clubhouse, then as you say, in other games and probably downtown, they're they're going to be they're going to be plagued. Like so, I say it's nice for them just to go back to their own club and if they're comfortable and can get a few hours away after themselves. Oh, I'd say definitely get a bit of rest. And it's a f- first ever Munster title for Kieran Zarahli, so a massive achievement for the club. Uh, yeah, probably for the older fellas, more relief than anything else because we were um, we were there in 2009 and we were probably young. I was only gone 19. We Tommy was away. Tommy signed the contract, so he couldn't get back with the was it the Sydney Swans. Um, Dave flew back the day before from trials over in Australia, and I think Ross, the captain, was the only other fella that was playing that day. There was only four of us there for the last day, so it probably hasn't really sunk in yet. It was more relief to get over the line because we didn't think would we ever get there again. And for the younger crowd, sure. They've won two medals back to back in a month. That probably took us nearly sixteen or seventeen years to get together collectively. So um, different emotions, but good emotions. Massive just for the club. Massive for the club itself. Yeah, this is it. Like some of the younger ones might think, this is what happens. This happens all the time. And maybe for the older ones within the team, you're like, this is not the case. You know, we've waited, as you said, since what two thousand and nine. As you said, since the last time we were back there. Yeah, back in there was the only two times we've represented the final, but. Yeah. Um, it was it was hard to see like with the competition in the championship with the last few years with Kerry, um, like you can't really see past um, East Kerry. Like so, we had to, we just said we'll give the club championship a rattle this year, and we can't if we can win that we can't control what comes out the other side of it. So if East Kerry was going to go on and win it or another divisional team, we were going to represent. So that's that's all we could control. Oh, that's it. And you were talking about Tommy there being away. I think he was on trials with St Kilda at the time. Yeah. David was away as well. So. I remember reading articles to, and he said that he he didn't realise the significance at the time, and that if he had known what he knows now, he might have you know tried to get back for it. Yeah, it's probably it's probably harder looking back because if you're going to get a contract that like he was after winning an under twenty one in two thousand eight, he was after winning an Ireland in two thousand nine, probably one of the main men coming through in Ireland. Like and then you're getting thrown a contract across the world with nicer weather and probably better than here you're going to probably say yeah to it. So he probably experiences he's come home how hard it is to get back where we are. But geez, he left no stone unturned last Saturday night for us. No, he's right, John, phenomenal. Tommy here, how are things? Um, are congrats congrats on the weekend. Great to see. And like, we might get into it, but you boys have made a habit of winning by a point. And that's something that oh. you brought through from the Temple No game. Past their Og again at the weekend. Am I right in saying in 09 you, you won the club championship as well and not the county championship? Yeah. It, is the momentum different when you're like that? Is, is it a different mindset that you're going into the provincials when you're like that? Um, like, to be fair, we were actually having a rough enough 
year during the middle of the year between the county league, then going into the county championship and then coming into the club championship. All our games, like I said, we played ten games. We might have actually only won one game, drew maybe one, won one after extra time, and then the rest, like you said, have been one point or so. It's been very frustrating. That has been in and out, injured. So I don't know. But like you said, we're making. We, I prefer to nearly be three points down now at this stage with fifteen minutes ago and we can rather than trying to hold on. If that makes yeah. sense. Not yeah, it's interesting, Ashton. You've you've watched a lot of Kilku over the last couple of years, and up until the weekend, they've made a habit, even in down, of scraping over the line by a point, no matter what. So, it's a good habit to have, Barry John. It is, yeah. But everything, every 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 bit of luck runs out at some stage. We've to actually put in a performance. The last three games, to be honest, we've probably been favourites, and I don't. I'm not saying the favourites tag doesn't suit us, but we probably haven't expressed ourselves the way we wanted. And then going down the stretch, you're just kind of holding on for dear life. Then, and that's not a comfortable way. To be either. You no. scored a goal at the weekend. Are you enjoying your football? Uh, yeah. She's looking anytime you're still playing this time of year, but I'm not, I'm not enjoying the football aspects of what kind of football was mayor doing, to be honest. But look, yeah. we're there. Anyone else would bite your hand off to be in this position. But um, it's different football. Look, the ground's heavy. Um, the competition is kind of, I don't know, the level, it's, it's very hard to explain the way the football's gone. It's not free flowing, it's a lot of stop and start. So you probably just have to play it as you see it. You're being modest about the goal. Talk us through it. Tommy nah, went up for a high goal. ball. He panned it off. He, he gave you a fist pass and it went straight in the back of the net. As I say, no, it was like a 1970 kick just through the laces. Hopefully <laughs> <laughs> it goes straight ahead. And you're just talking about results there. Like the, the Munster semi-final against Aerog Venice. You were down to 14 men, if I remember correctly. That was a point again that day. So you're well used to grinding out the results. Uh, yeah, that day, that day was, I think we had, was Dave gone for 46 minutes, including the two injury yeah. times at half. And the, so, so that was massive to probably stay on. But we were in control of that game as well. Like we left probably three or four points, leave them cut back into it. No, we were down a man that day. But um, look, you always learn from things. You learn probably more when you lose. And we've had we had we've had a lot of them the last few years in big games. So thankfully, maybe we might be learning, but we probably can still improve um, seeing, seeing games out. A bit easier anyway. Absolutely. First Barry John, you might sit back a small bit from the camera so we can see a little bit. Good stuff. And like you're mentioning, a, a lot of leaders within this team, a lot of experienced players, David Moran, Tommy Walsh, Jack Savage, Gavin O'Brien, like all county players, but to have them in a club team is, is something else. Uh, yeah. Like we, on paper, the last few years, we probably haven't justified what, um, what we probably have. And sometimes it's hard to control them. Like this year has been even tough with three didn't lads Jack Savage Colin Coffey have been away in Dubai and uh, Gavin has been in New York so we've got to fly him back maybe 48 hours 24 hours before games come in. so like we're training away as hard as we can and then we're trying to fit them back in which it isn't when you're winning it's fine but you can see where they're going to be jet lagged and all these things I think they've come the two boys with Dubai have come back four times I say in the last six or seven weeks Gavin's come back two or three times and thankfully enough we haven't picked any up any injuries on the way so it's not too bad. It's not too bad. Yeah, I had heard that. That I think it was Jack that only got back maybe the Wednesday before the game. That that is something else. Obviously, there's a lot of miles there to have to be travelling uh, for a club. Obviously, spending the money getting them over and back, and there's a few lads doing it as well. Yeah, look, we like I said, we there's a good chance we don't know what's ahead. We lads in like this might the club might never get to to this peak again. So we're very good uh, clubmen back in even when when days the days we weren't actually probably getting the most out of ourselves they were always backing us and now 
they've been there again like so it's a massive just opportunity that's what I'm saying for the club itself the team grand will be put up uh, will be remembered but even just for the underage and the juveniles to give that a kick start and for the older people that have seen all the good days and bad days to give them a give them a boost going into Christmas as well yeah, this is it, the scenes afterwards with your mom. I think she ended up on, on the ground, on the field with you. You had your son out as well. I suppose that's what it's all about. Ah, look, family is everything. And the, then the, the bigger family is probably the club. And I, I've always ever said it. Chernobyl always come first. Kerry was there for nine or ten years, but you're not going to get probably top Kerry if it's not for your club. And vice versa, when you're passing on the jersey, you're going to be ending up finishing with your club as well. And the biggest challenge lies ahead, Kilmacud Croaks, the All-Ireland semi-final, first weekend in January. How are you feeling yeah. for that one? Uh, we haven't thought much about it, no. I'd be honest with you. try enjoy Munster, but no, I'd be, I'd be a fanatic anyway of the football. Um, no, they're good. They're good, even without Paul Mellon. As, as someone said to me the last day out in Vassa, it'd be like, um, it'd be like, we'd be, it'd be like David Clipper joining Strand Road the way they got shit them all to Yeah. But um, no, he's been he's been massive for them. He's really stood up, and he is he is unbelievable. But he's really stood up in his first year when I suppose Paul they're probably their best forward to take over. Um, I'm hoping he's not going to be fit in January. But um, no, look, it's a good test for us as well as a as a club. Um, we don't think we perform to what we want to, but we've seen how set up well set up Kilcomod are they're carrying. If two or three subs there that have been in the Dublin squad over the years, like they're a massive impact yeah. to be any club team. Like, yeah, what's the Christmas going to be like, Barry John? I know you say you haven't thought about it yet, but surely there's going to be a bit of a restricted uh, schedule, no? Uh, yeah, I, I suppose you know yourself. No, if you if you if you cut it and say there's no drink, that's not going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you probably just play ball, maybe a bit, try to or I don't train on Friday. Saturday evening maybe and then you have your few points Saturday night as a team and then get back yeah. together or try to do something collectively on the Sunday or something I don't know over Christmas week yeah we'll probably start that yeah it's such a tight turnaround but that's the thing as well like you've, you've got this momentum of coming through um, the Kerry Club Championship and these one point wins the buzz is there I'm sure the lads might come home for Christmas so they won't have to be flown back and forth a couple of times so that'll make a big difference yeah, I say Jack is staying around. I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure about Cormac. Does he have to finish? I say he's probably off as well. But Gavin has to go back. He only started the job in um, uh, in New York, so he was kind of given out. Uh, I won't make it home. The flights are too dear. But I'm gonna go to Mexico in the weeks. I was looking at. It, I was like, brilliant. <laughs> no matter. Need a bit of sun. <laughs> Need a bit of time off. Oh, you're dead right. Absolutely. And where would you say, Barry John, that this rates in your achievements? Like, obviously, you've played with Kerry and the like. So where does this rate in your in your achievements within football? Uh, it's probably up there. It's very close, probably to... It's very close to probably 2014. But looking back, it probably could just pip it by a, a little bit because, of course, as close as I am with the gang that I won the Iron with, there was a shot of us that were from... Played all the way up from 16s to minors to 21. But at the end of the day, like I've, I can remember back to being five and six with half of these fellas. There's about ten of them players that I trained under tens all the way to minor, and now I'm playing with them at senior. Like so, it's hard to, it's a hard bond to break, and to beat that really. Like to be honest. Yeah, nice for your son to be seeing all this too. Uh yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, it's kind of that was more emotion than anything else. Um, so like, I he was only probably one or two when I finished up with Kerry, so I wouldn't really. I wouldn't really be showing him or telling him anything as much as he's into the football. But um, 
I was getting don't worry, I was getting some some stick the last few months of coming home like we lost the game. <laughs> Do you ever like, win that? <laughs> five years of age. He's like, are we going to win any cup? And then we won the club championship, which was a big one. And um, like that, even for the kids themselves, they know what's happening. No, it's scary mm. how quick they can t- turn on things and see what's happening. So the last, it was very, I just knew I had to win one more or less for him because he was at the age to understand that if you do put in the hard work, because why be practicing the weekends and he's looking at me like, why am I practicing? And you're always losing. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not I working really have an I have an answer for him because I was like I usually have to keep going I might come someday and then I was kind of like this is not coming for me at all I'm going to have to make something up for him here but uh, no thankfully no he kind of understands that the old hard work does pay off oh it absolutely does well Barry John Keane thanks so much for joining us enjoy Mexico thank you <laughs> brilliant yeah Tommy something else um, a great yeah. display as well. We didn't chat too much about the game, but it was a great display by Kieran's. Oh yeah, we had to just held off Newcastle West. Mm. Uh, Newcastle West kicked the three last scores in the game. Um, obviously, the two goals from Kieran's rally got them over the line. And again, as Barry John had said, they've made a habit of winning these games, these tight games. So sometimes a team just gets into the groove, and they, they're just very hard bet. And I know Aero will be kicking themselves from Ennis. They had chances. They had an extra man. The chances laid on to maybe edge themselves over the line. Newcastle West. They had beaten Clomel commercials. They had, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, the last time they were in the Munster semi final, Clomel bet them and then went on to bet Nemo. So they would have certainly, in Newcastle West, been eyeing up a win there with the likes of Ian Corbett and Keane Sheehan and Mike McMahon, who got the goal. They would have been backing themselves to, to do damage the weekend. So they got over the line. They're in the All Ireland semi final and anything can happen from here, which is genuinely the case. Like, but you're going to have to look at Kilmacoe Croaks and the manner in which mm-hmm. they've consistently got back to where they're at and the talent that they've added in Shane Walsh. And it's hard to know whether Paul Mannion will be back. I think there was talk a couple of months ago that he'd have a chance to be back for January. But again, it's very hard to know. I think he's been very unlucky over the last couple of years when they've got this far that he's just had injuries that have curtailed him a little bit. So, well, not a little bit, quite a bit this year. So um, it remains to be seen where that is. But like Karen Zarali with the three boys are bringing home, Jack Savage, Cormac Coffey and Gavin O'Brien. They're so important for them. They're yeah. so important. And they're that kind of younger core, maybe 25, 26, 27. And then you've got the older crew of Barry John Keane, David Moore and Tommy Welch, who like, what, what three brilliant footballers to have. Unbelievable to have that in your club yeah. side. Massive, mm. massive. So, you know, they're going to be, um, it's going to be a cracking semi-final. Both semi-finals are going to be brilliant. Absolutely brilliant altogether, and like you're just the star-studded team the Kieran Rallies have. But as you said, Kel McCord, you know Paul Mannion was getting on the bus um, after the Leinster final, and a few of the journalists were sort of just hanging around there, you know, trying to catch a player. Mm. And you know they they just shouted over to him to see like, uh, well, how are you now? Are you are you are you nearly there? And he sort of just nodded and um, said, getting there. So okay. yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, you you can't read too much into that now, but you know, um, I think he's probably aiming to get back when it matters most. So I'd say now the the semi final we could see him back in action. But yeah, Shane Walsh yeah. stepping up. I think he scored nine points the last day. He can't get those ten points. He was telling me all about mm. um, at Crow Park, but uh, no, he's been absolutely exceptional for them. But we're going to talk yeah. about the the Ulster the Ulster final, the Athletic Rounds. It finished Glen one twelve, Kilku one six in the end. Tommy. Glenn coming out on top. A little bit of a shock maybe for, for some people. Everyone tipped Kilku, you know, the mm. reigning All-Ireland champions. But uh, Glenn, they were full value for their win. I think, and I don't know what, who you had backed, and you've you've a very good record over the years in this show of backing yeah. the winners. But 
I think a lot of people would have given Glenn a good chance going into this game. Yeah. I certainly would have. Like, given how the Ulster semi-final went last year, how impressive Glenn had been coming through Derry over the last couple of years. They're, they're a quality outfit and they absolutely proved it at the weekend. And now, in saying that, it's like, what was it, 1-6 to one twelve? Yeah. And the goal came late on, the 1-1, the 1-2 came late on. Kilku very easily could have edged over the line again. Paul Devon's penalty before yeah. half time. Poor the, PD, you know, that's going to haunt him. But yeah, yeah, that could have been a different game going in. That was just before half time. Just before half time. And like, in fair, like I felt sorry for him. He'd been black carded mm. before that. I don't know what he did, but he was only back on the field a couple of minutes. So that has to kind of affect you a little bit when you're taking a penalty. Yeah. And, you know, even in the second half, Connor Glass obviously makes him a huge block that leads to a point. The keeper made a big save. Um, like, Kilku very easily could have done what they've done so much over the last couple of years and just got over the line, but they haven't. Mm-hmm. It was a sliding doors moment. Glenn are now into an All Ireland semi final, and as we said, with Karen Dorali, anything can happen from here. But they were so impressive. Like they had a couple of spells in that game, Ashin. And I know you were talking about the chaos, and we might—I don't know if we're going to hear from Conor Glass here, but that clip that is, has done the rounds. Clearly, there was so much going on off the ball, but when Glenn were in the groove like they were in the first 10 minutes and they raced into a five-point lead. It was so impressive. Oh, it absolutely was. We'll have a listen now to, to Conor Glass. Talk to me about the intensity out there. I've covered a lot of games. This is probably one of the most intense games that I've covered from on the pitch to up on the stands to on the sidelines. Yeah, um, that, that's Kulku sort of... That's the, that's the way they play and we had a match, we had a match their intensity. Um, they, they've been to three Ulster finals they're all in champions last year so it's that's a testament to those boys to go back year on year and stick at it all those articles this week about the Brannigans talking about like, this is what they do and this is their sole focus and you can see why why they've reached this pinnacle um, but I guess we had that age we had that heartbreak from last year um, and that's what got us over the line today Yeah very intense game but a lot of respect out there because you do respect what Koku have done for the game and for Ulster football uh, there was a lot of respect, but there's some respect that I don't have for some of the players. Like, um, but that's just that's just the way football is. Um, like, I'm not going to say like what stays in the pitch, like stays in the pitch, like, but it's it is what it is. What are you talking about? Maybe the midfield battle that was one battle in particular that was a very tough one. Uh, I'll say nothing about it. All right, it's like there's some sportsmanship you like, like you can get on with, but then there's some, I guess, stuff you can't just forget. Like, so that's what it is. Yeah, Connor Glass there, um, speaking to myself after the game. I was not taken back by his comments because he was targeted, Tommy, th- throughout the game. Um, you know, I suppose, Kilku, they knew you, you take Connor Glass out, you're, you're probably going to stop Glenn. Um, and I think that was probably what they went out to do. Um, and yeah, he definitely was targeted, and so that is what he's alluding that, to. Huh? Like, when you say targeted, like, we, we all know that there's elements on a GA pitch that you get away with that you can edge over the line that you can push could you see where the line was crossed Conor Glass brilliant interview he's obviously hard is on his sleeve at the end of the game here mm-hmm. he's as honest as the days come he plays a hard game of football he's brave he sticks his head in it's just it, it'd be interesting to know what lines were crossed because this is a man who's playing at intercounty level as well so obviously he's well used uh, to it yeah, he's well used he's to it. Well he's well used to it, yeah. He's been, he's been getting this since he was 14, 15 years old mm-hmm. when he was breaking through underage at schools and, and with Glenn. He's had a target on his back the whole time. So, um, And obviously emotions are running high and you've just got the job done. Uh, but very, 
Very interesting to hear that. Yeah, like I, I don't know for sure. And to be honest, Tommy, at the game, there was so much going on. It was so chaotic from stuff on the sideline, from fans shouting on to managers to off yeah. the ball stuff on the pitch to the actual game <laughs> that we were all there for. You know, it was so chaotic that I, I haven't seen like the, the maybe the things that he's alluding to but I know that a few people afterwards said you know from watching on TV probably seeing those moments a little bit clearer and they said that you know he went up for a high ball and he was when he was coming back down you know he got a hand in the face okay. um, sort of off the ball sort of thing um, yeah, they well, weren't going I feel like that that kind of stuff kind of happens though you know that that's kind of but look at yeah. um I think I think you're lucky that there was no freezing fog in the Athletic Grounds at the weekend because you wouldn't have seen a thing then. No, I know, absolutely not. But yeah, just the, the intensity, Tommy, was something else. It really was, and the energy that that Glenn brought. You know, Kilku couldn't match it, and it's normally the other way around with Kilku. You know, they dictate, and from the kickouts, you know, the Glenn pushed up on their kickouts. They forced Bobo Kane to go long. And they couldn't be in control then. You know, they liked mm. to get it to their runners, get out of their half, all run a pace. They couldn't get out of their half. Yeah. Just, it was ferocious. Especially in the first half. Yeah. And even the forwards then defending. I love to see that, you know. And they they were ferocious with their defending and their tackling and they weren't letting them out. And yeah, they just brought a, a different energy. And I think Kaku will walk away from the game thinking that they didn't show up. They didn't perform to their best because we know what they can do. They're an unbelievable team. And, you know, we we saw many times them grinding out results extra time. So there's something has, else. But yeah. Has that been coming? This year, actually, like, was it different this year than it was in previous years? Because, like, they have ground out wins over the mm. last couple of years to get to where they are. But was it, were they a little um, off this year? I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't say that. Like, you know, often talking to people around the county, um, they would say that some people would say that they've got better. Some people would say the opposite. So it's hard to know. And yeah. the games that I did see them, um, it, it often went to extra time. Like, they're... Mm quarter final their semi-final sorry against Clendoff it went to penalties and Clendoff literally just had to score two penalties and they would have been a penalty and they would have been through and they missed mm. a penalty and it, it was just awful but you know it, it was very lucky for them to get out of down and I know they say that each and every year their toughest games have been in down um, so yeah each and every year they've had a tough time of it a point extra time so they're, they're well used to, to grinding the, those results out. But yeah, I think Glenn, they had a chip on their shoulder from the Ulster semi-final last year when they lost that game. And, you know, they were gunning for Kulku. Like, you could feel it. Like, Malik O'Rourke obviously had them well prepped. He didn't feel they did themselves justice the last day. He yeah. told me about that after the game. Um, and we actually have a clip now of Maliki as well that we'll, we'll hear from him. Malik O'Rourke, sum it up, Ulster champions, how does it feel? Yeah, it's a brilliant feeling, you know, we, we knew coming here today that we were going to have to put in a massive performance to, to take the crown of, of the Rain and All-Ireland champions and Ulster champions, obviously. Hey, and I suppose we got that, uh, you know, started off the game really well and, and, and uh, had Kilku in a bit of bar, uh, you know, when we were able to get five points up, obviously the, the goal they got back and, uh, you know, put them right back in the game and then the penalty miss was, was a big one as well. Mm-hmm. But it still felt at half-time the boys, you know, were, were, were in good shape, you know, you know the, the, they were, you know, I suppose ready for, for uh, any setback and, and just keen to push on the second half and it took us a while but we got there in the end. And coming into this game, did you hammer home to them how important to get a good start would be? Yeah, I suppose every team looks to get a, a good start, you know, but but we just felt that last year we were a wee bit passive against Kilku and, and uh, we didn't ask enough questions of their defence, so we wanted to do that right from the off. Yeah, today we wanted to really ask questions of them and, and try to, you know, 
create a wee bit more space in there and, and, and then for our runners and, and to attack them spaces and, and get the scores and uh, lucky enough that, that worked out well especially early on and then the second half it, it was you know back to the wall a wee but they, they pushed up man to man but eventually we did get a few wee incisions and, and got a couple of scores that gave us that bit of breathing space and, and obviously then the goal at the end put the, the, the cap on it yeah absolutely and pushing up on their kick out forcing them to go long that was probably a, a key thing within the game especially in that first half yeah it, it was you know we did it Kiku were very good on the ball and, and we wanted to make sure that, that, that they had the fight to get it and, and then put a bit of pressure on them as well and and then try to, to, to be solid defensively. You know, if you, if you didn't get the ball up there, try to be solid defensively. I thought, you know, the cause a couple of times, you know, they're, they're, very, they're very pacey and there's good movement up there. And the cause is obviously for the goal and, and, and even the, the penalty as well. But, but overall, you know, our defence was good. You know, the, the boys showed tremendous hunger right from the start, all around the field and got a couple of great blocks there towards the end of the game, you know, and it, it was lucky enough enough to see us through. Yeah, Malik O'Rourke there. Um, Tommy, something else Maliki does it time and time again. I was just saying to Shane earlier, like, I've worked on my games and, you know, he's such a gentleman, lovely man, really interesting to listen to, but what must he be like when he's in that dressing room and, you know, on the training pitch? There's there's obviously a different side that, uh, that I, I haven't seen to him, I suppose. I think the best managers have that. I think... Um... The, ma- the managers that we see that are that come across like that, they're calm, they're in control, they carry themselves well off the field. There isn't that much, you know, bullshit with them. Mm. I think they can switch it on in the dressing room, and I think players respect that. Do you know that you know there's a a normalness, nearly a level headedness off the pitch, but when they have to ramp it up, when they've got to switch it on, when there's a crunch moment, there's a message to get across. You know, they can change, they can go up that gear, go up that level. So. Yeah, Shane obviously thinks Maliki Rourke is a god. Yeah. Um, but the rest, the rest of the country obviously really respect him too. Like what he's done in Fermanagh and Monaghan at club level, so impressive. And uh, the journey that he's on McLean over the last couple of years and the one he's on right now, wherever that goes, has been incredibly successful. Do you think they can go the whole way? I thought you were going to ask me, was he one of the top five managers of all time? But thankfully <laughs> you're not getting into that conversation. Do I think they can go the whole way? Absolutely. Any, like genuinely, any of the teams left can go the whole way. I think... Mike Cullen is going to be a very different test for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Mike Cullen under Don Canellan have been very impressive in any of the games that I've seen them in. Um, in it's, sorry, they've been very impressive in some of the games that I've seen them in. In other games, they've been kind of flip-flopping between uh, being in the groove and just about getting over the line. So it's hard to, to know exactly what their um, their form line is really at at the minute. So um, Glenn have obviously come through Ulster. Uh, Mike Cullen got over the line against Turla Strand in the like they, they did well to, to beat them. Um, I, I think they'll fancy themselves, Mike Cullen. I think they will. Mm-hmm. I think they'll back themselves. I think they've got enough inter county experience across that team. It's going to be a very, very interesting matchup. Two different teams. Um, Glenn before this game were heavily reliant on goals going into the Kilku game. They obviously played a slightly different style against Kilku. So it's in the Bowden Crow Park, aren't they? Yeah. Mm hmm. So uh, I don't know. How, I don't know what to call them. We're not called them yet. We're not we'll call called them, them yet. No, yeah. we'll not. We'll turn our attention now to the the hurling all Ireland semi-finals um, this weekend in Crow Park Sunday. The Ulster Dunloy are taking on St Thomas of Galway before a repeat of last year's All Ireland cider as Ballygunner and Ballyhale Shamrocks. They're going to face off. Um, a repeat of last year, as we said, it's a double header at one thirty and three thirty p.m. Same time as the World Cup. We mentioned that last week. I'll be in there watching the hurling and delighted to say now that we're joined by another mead man, Dunica Boyle. How's it going, Dunica? Hi, Ashley. Good. 
So you're actually a Mead Hill man. So we've two Mead Hill men on this on this show now. Club mate of Tommy's. Oh, go on, Dorothy. Take it away. Retired. I think retired, Tommy should yeah. tell the story from here. Um, <laughs> but usually, the only way you leave our little small club is in a box when you know we yeah. lay you to your eternal rest. And Tommy had the gall to transfer. So um, yeah. now he is the other side of the country. So there is a little bit of cover on that. But know, uh, Donica, yes, for, former clubmates, former clubmates. When, <laughs> when you see people traveling back from Dubai and New York, there's an element of guilt that starts coming in that I, you know, that I didn't keep making that journey. <laughs> I tried it for two years. Ashley, you're still making the journey from down to. Yes, Ashley still goes from down still to. Still doing it, yeah. Tommy. I didn't yeah, want to say it, but this you one did. Day, Ashley, didn't we? Yes, yeah. we did, Donica. We did, yeah. We spoke with this one day, and, and Tommy <laughs> won't come from Ennis to to North Mead, so maybe we'll have to reevaluate. Yeah, yeah, well, well Donaghy, do you think what Shane Walsh? Do you agree with that? I think it's inevitable. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I think it's inevitable. You know, Dublin is. You know, we're all in and around Dublin ourselves. You know, uh, and I think if you're, it's it's a lot of people's career will bring them to this neck of the woods. And then if you're coming here, you know, Crooks is an obvious choice. And you've seen it down through the years with Dublin teams. I, I just think it's it's one of those things. It's it's unavoidable. Um, it's it's a great lift for Crokes, but I, I you know, and so far as getting upset about it, it's a blow for Shane Walsh's club. I just don't think there's anything you can do. Like there's always going to be inward migration towards the city, like and you know, well, and that has nothing to do with football or hurling or anything. It's just it's just the way life is. That's it, Tommy. And like you'd want to play with your own club, but the, the traveling is too much, and you just want to play football as well at the same time. And even I feel it now. Like the hamstrings are very tight now with the car after an hour and a half to jump onto the pitch and play a game. So you know, you you do understand why people would transfer and look down the line. I probably would be looking that way too if you were there for a long time. You know, I think exclusive it is. world exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Do you know, it is inevitable. Um, but how you is- are training up? You are training up there, aren't you? Yeah, so I would train maybe with the girls up there in Drumgath uh, once or twice during the week and then I'd play uh, games at home. But once I got to championship, I had to go home. You had to get there home for go, yeah. training See, that's, too. That's, that's probably the mistake I made. I've been training with Cratlow for the two years and travelling back to meet Hill. Mm. And then, yeah, just the travelling catches up on you. That's what happens. Donica, I don't know yeah, if you were ever tempted to... To uh, to transfer to Whitehall Column Kills there or somewhere in, in Dublin. No, but they don't I get no, it, no, away I never was. No, no, I never and was. And um, in fairness, Donica, your lifts down the road from Dublin for about eight years probably kept me going. So once I was relying I will never, ever forgive Tommy for opening his tuna salad on the way down in the car. Oh, I'll Tommy, never forgive him for tuna. It. Yeah, oh, jeez. We had more than one time well, <laughs> Oh my God. No, that is not allowed. Right, well, it's not about us. We, we'll turn our attention then to the, the semi-finals this weekend, Dunica. Dunloy taking on St. Thomas. So I suppose, how do you, you see this one fair night? Um, it, it, it's kind of a funny one, I suppose. Um, Dunloy were knocking on the door in Ulster and specifically with Slough Neil for so long that, the, you know, for three or four years, they just couldn't get over the line against them and and, and in, in on some occasions weren't really that close. And then in the Ulster final this year, they turned that in their heads and I thought there was some some interesting quotes from the captain as he was receiving the cup. He, he basically said, listen, he said this Loch Neil when he's paying tribute to him, he said, look, you've been in our heads for the last few years. So maybe coming into this game, there's an element that, you know, things have just opened up for Dunloy now. They've kind of got that monkey off their back, so to speak, and... Uh, they can go into an All Ireland semi final where there's not a whole lot expected off them and just go for it, and that, like that's not a bad position to be in. I think um, uh, a lot of the time, 
The other side of it is St. Thomas is at, like they're obviously clear favourites and you would say justifiably so. But they haven't got uh, a wonderful record in all Ireland semi-finals. You know, that for their for their five in a row, have they have they made enough all Ireland finals and they certainly wouldn't fit, felt like they've They've uh, they've won enough uh, in ter- at this stage of the competition. So it's a kind of a it's a strange dynamic. You might have a, a Dunlai team coming into it who think right we can have a cut at this, and then St Thomas is there maybe feeling like which well, is we we need to be getting to an All Ireland final here uh, from this stage and for for all the success they've had down the line. So it, it's a very interesting game. Now I do think it's very hard to look past St Thomas's you know the Ulster club teams don't have a brilliant record, even though they've had some very competitive teams over the last few years. And, and uh, Galway teams have a, a fairly good record too against uh, the Ulster club teams. So I think everything is pointing towards St. Thomas's, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Dunloy, uh, you know, bring it to the wire. Yeah, it's not as straightforward as we would think, because I suppose we know St. Thomas that bit more. They're there, thereabouts uh, year after year. But, you know, Dunloy, the confidence they're going to take from beating Slough Neil, as you said, you know, you know, that can have a huge factor with a team going to Crow Park. Yeah, and I think club championship runs are funny as well. You know, you kind of, sometimes when you reach your goal, and let's say that once Dunlai got out of Antrim again, they were there like, well, like if we need anything this year, it's to be finally get over Slack Neil. And then when you reach the top of the mountain, it can kind of go both ways. It can kind of go like, geez, we did it, and you take a breath, and maybe you take your eye off the ball, or else you just, you feel liberated. And all of a sudden, all the, wor- the stress that maybe was in trying to get over your your great nemesis maybe maybe that's gone and all of a sudden you're just you open up and you can go for it and you're you're playing like pressure free stuff so it'll be very interesting to see what way that goes and like Gregor Kane is in charge of uh Dunlai, he'll have uh, uh I'm sure he'll have them well versed on on that or well prepared for that sort of thing so that I think that's the, that's sort of the Dunlai trump card like they have a very good team and to beat Slap Neil they have to be a very good team but they're going into this now and no one is expecting much from them. I, I just had a quick look before we came on. So Thomas is a one to four. Um, mm. So that'll just give you an idea of what what's expected, uh, what way the people expect this game to go. So uh, I, I, I think Dunlough have, have uh, they definitely have the capacity to make this very difficult. When we think back on last year's Club All Ireland final campaign, obviously etched in everyone's memory is Harry Ruddle's dramatic final mm. winning goal. But you can for, sometimes forget where St. Thomas's were in that semi-final against Ballyhale Shamrock. Yes. TJ Reid smashes in a 21-yard free. Don't have any idea like the sort of impact that could have on a club like St. Thomas's losing a match like that when, you, when you, you're in control and you have it. We saw the way Glenn bounced back this year against Kilku. They put it right. They wronged it. Obviously, uh, St. Yeah. Thomas's aren't up against Ballyhale Shamrocks, but, you know, they, they probably have had that on their minds all year long. You'd imagine so, and it, like, what a gut punch, you know, in your own hands, and like, however TJ pulled that out. But I think we were talking about that for about that dominated things for about three days or something, didn't it? So, yeah, um, yeah, it's a funny one. And I saw there was a little bit of talk about it in 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 media this week that you know that that sort of how that affected them and how you bounce back from something like that. You know, I, I'm sure it's something they'll have dealt with or talked about. Down through, the, down through the, the season but they're very experienced like you know I, I said the, the record isn't wonderful at this stage but St. Thomas is a very experienced and to win Galway like which is ultra competitive to win it as often as they have due to five in a row like that's you know speaks to a team of character and, and grit and determination and you know so there'll be nothing new in this to them but I, I, I think the, I think they'll be alright if I, I, I think they, that piece in itself I don't think that will derail them 
And um, the fact that they came back and won again this year, you know, would suggest that they've they've made their peace with that. That might be something we're talking about if it turns out to be a Ballyhale mm. uh St. Thomas's final, that you might revisit that again. But right now I think, you know, they've laid that ghost to rest in so much as they can uh, at this stage. Yeah, I think uh, St. Thomas's will feel they haven't did themselves justice over the last few years and they're going to want to get back there and they have a lot of motivating factors, as we said. And an interesting thing about it as well is Kenneth Burke, I'm pretty sure he had to move his wedding, didn't he? I think he was meant to, yeah, I think he was meant to get married. There's loads of that at this time of year, isn't there? Like, you know, um, people start getting married. Yeah, he was meant to get um, married on Saturday, but I think they've changed the whole thing now and it's been pushed back. I'm like, right, yeah. (laughs) Well, it's, it's, it's funny because like, I suppose when you're, when you're looking at your, you know, if you're involved in a club and maybe you're planning your wedding, you'll go, well, you know, you, you'd probably have a quiet thought to yourself and you go, well, we'll have it after the county final. Yeah, um, it depends how far you know, And you'd be get. ambitious and you'd aim, shoot for the stars and you'd have it yeah. after, we'll do it after the county final. And then when it comes to it, you're there, like it's very hard to plan for an All-Ireland semi-final. Like, you know, be a hard sell to your, to your fiancé, I'd imagine, to go, listen, um, <laughs> If they we don't might be in the All Ireland Club semi final that weekend, we can't we can't get married then. So yeah, but when you think <laughs> about it, dodging. there's actually no months left then because you're back yeah, into no, the, the All Ireland semi in January and, and it starts all again. So then you're yeah. going to miss the O'Brien Cup. So <laughs> yeah, um, as well. Then we Ballyhale Shamrocks against Ballygunner at three thirty on Sunday. Massive game, uh, Kingpins last year. You know, it was something else watching, as as Tommy said, Harry Ruddle come off the bench and score that late goal. Um, Ballyhale Shamrocks are going to be hoping to get one over them. But uh, yeah, Donica, what have you made of Ballygunner so far this year? They have been just so, so impressive. I think they have got better, to be honest. Yeah, I, I probably agree with you there. I don't think they've taken a backward step at all through, um, through Waterford, through Munster. And here they are again. Um, and again, a bit like the Dunloy thing, you know, winning that All Ireland Club title last year might have just liberated them a little bit. And I saw Shane O'Sullivan talking in that sort of way um, this week as well, just talking about look, what we got there. And now that you, he says you have a wee bit of confidence in the fact that you can perform at that level. But I, I thought the, the build up to this has been very interesting. And Colin Fenley lit the paper there um, after the uh, Croaks game. I was just talking about, you know, that they felt maybe a little bit disrespected. Uh, in the speech last year after a beaten when it was just a reference to you know we, we robbed this game uh, use of uh, basically saying use of robbed a few as well and Colin kind of let on or kind of in, it, it, he suggested that didn't go down too well in Ballyhale so and there'll be a bit of over and back on that this week and it, it's been very interesting build up to a GA game because you don't normally everyone sort of plays down themselves and talks up the opposition and that's just the way it's done in the GA you, you don't lift your head too far above the parapet but this week it's kind of it feels like two boxers trying to sell pay-per-view. You know what I mean? It's a little <laughs> bit, you said that about us and we're coming for you and, you know, we didn't forget that. And, mm. and you know, so it, it's, it's been a very, very interesting build-up. And to be honest, it's brilliant. Um, the clash with the World Cup thing, like, uh, you'd hope it could, you'd really wish it didn't happen because, like, this is the most eagerly anticipated club game of the year, probably, or certainly one of them. And here we are now and people are going to have to, People who aren't in Crow Park are going to have to make a choice um, which to watch, and they'll probably flick over. And maybe it's a great afternoon's telly, but I just, I just think it's a pity because I think this game deserves a sort of a billing of its own. I think this could, mm. there's a potential to be a brilliant game. Like I always, when it comes back to the GA and the World Cup, I always go back to 2010 Leinster final. So yes. Joe Sheridan today, Joe Sheridan's goal. I'm pretty certain it was the same day at the World Cup final. Oh, I know. Oh it was, God, it was we're bringing this up. 
We're trying yes, to meet people option. on this call. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just talking about the GA's capacity to sort of, you know, always find itself at the top of the agenda. Yeah. And so, like, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, the potential for an epic is there already. And I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if and with all this sort of talk that's going on beforehand, I wouldn't be surprised if this turns into a, a classic. Like, yeah. Um, uh, so, you know, it, it is it is a, it is a pity, but it is a pity. Probably unavoidable with the way we're trying to squeeze everything in the calendar. You know, maybe there's, there was very little that could be done, but uh, it is it is a pity. Yeah, you just don't want it to be overshadowed. And I think that is probably going to be the case at the weekend because everybody's going to be want to watch this, you know, a World Cup to see if Messi can yeah. go on and do it. You know, there's so much interest, even if you're not a mad soccer fan, you, you have an interest now because you want to see what yes, Messi can yeah, do. Yeah. So, Everyone's sort of invested in Messi one way or the other. Yeah. They want to see it. And, you yeah, have an so, opinion, that's it. So. Yeah, so it's a pity, but look, as I say, I think it could be, I think it could be a brilliant game. Um, like what, what, how Ballyhale reacted last year, like that Harry Ruddle goal that you mentioned, Tommy. Like, mm. I know where I was. It was one of those ones. I know exactly mm-hmm. where I was. I was after, I was covering Dublin and Antrim the same day, and I was working in the clubhouse up there, filing a, a match report, and then the place just went berserk because it was on on the big screen. Um, and you know, it was, it was one of those things that. It was real Royal Rover stuff, I suppose. Um, and you see again this year, he's he's been coming off the bench and making an impact. You might have expected him to sort of push on, but that's probably testament to Ballyhale or to Ballygunner, sorry, that that yeah. they um, keep finding another one. And, and this year, I think that they have um, they found one more. Yes. Um, uh, Patrick Fitzgerald, I'm just looking at yeah. it. I'm down for 3-9 three, three in the Munster games, two man of the match. So they've just... You always want to see a team sort of like evolve and develop and regenerate a little bit. And I think that's a very positive sign for Ballygunner that they have the one in Ireland club title and then to have this ready-made seemingly uh, brilliant form. Another cousin. That's come into the Good team. Breeding. Another, another, another cousin. cousin. Yeah, yeah. And that like that gene, that spectacular gene pool they have down there as well. So, um, oh. yeah, I think that's a very good sign for, for mm. Ballygunner that they have had an Ireland winning team and added to it. Big time because they've won the the junior. I think they contested the junior B. They won the intermediate. They've won the senior. Yeah. And I think Harry Ruddle, he played in the intermediate championship. Yes, he got an intermediate medal yeah. this year. Yeah. So they're obviously yeah. making sure he gets a, as much hurling as possible. And then he comes in to the senior setup to come off the bench because I know he's coming off the bench again this year, which seems mad after coming off the bench last year and doing what he's done. But yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. So we'll keep our eyes peeled for that at 3.30 on Sunday. And also another interesting one is Castletown. Uh, you would know Castletown quite well in the, the junior championship. They're, they're a mead team. They're going to be coming up against Fossa of Kerry, which is obviously the Clifford brothers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a, it's a very interesting one here. There's probably people from Castletown that are thinking, you know, they're coming up against the, the greats of the game, really. Yeah, yeah, not too far from us, uh, from where me and Tommy are from. Yeah, they... Um, it, it, it's it's a fo- mead club football is kind of funny. It it can be quite condensed. So it's only Castlin actually beat us in the intermediate quarter final. When was that, Tommy? Twenty nineteen. Four years ago. Four years ago. Yeah. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. Or was it three? Yeah. Anyway, it was quite. So during an intermediate semi finals recently, I think it was twenty nineteen. So during intermediate semi finals recently, it's twenty nineteen. But because the club scene is so condensed that the, you know junior and intermediate football in particular, there's not much between, say, the, the top end, the junior, and and uh, the middle uh, of, say, the intermediate grade. Very little in it. So Castletown were a decent, good intermediate team a few years ago, and now they're, they were back playing junior football this year. So, you know, they're probably, 
um, they are sort of what I'm saying is they're a very experienced and capable mm-hmm. side for the junior grade. Um, the other side of it is, of course, the, and we spoke of this before, but the sort of there's 8 senior clubs in Kerry. I think there was is there 16 intermediate clubs, and then then it's Fossa. Then if you're just ranking them uh, up uh, straight up, and Kerry clubs have won I think 10 All Ireland Junior club titles. Next on the list, I think is Galway with two. So that'll show you how dominant Kerry teams are at this grade. Um, because of the makeup of our championship certainly certainly contributes to it. But in this particular instance, like, you know, Galway and the All Ireland final struggled with, with David and, and Paulie Clifford. So Castletown yeah. are gonna to have to come up with something fairly spectacular just, as well. Um I would I just wonder what Aiden Young is gonna do. Is it gonna be one of the Guineas dropping back? Is it gonna be uh, one of the highs doubling up? It's hard it's hard to know. It's, what it's, it's very do. hard it's very hard to know. Like like I suppose you have to make uh you have to make Special allowances, of course, and at the same time, you know, you don't want to overcomplicate the thing either. You know, you have momentum. You're after winning your your county title. You're after winning your provincial title. So what you've done so far has served you very well. So it's it's a very tricky one um, for for Castle for any club coming up against um, coming up against the Cliffords and Fossa. Like it's 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 an extraordinary thing. Like you know, but Castle are some good footballers. They're very effective. They're very effective. Um, you know, did they? they the Kevin Ross has scored a goal there to made him sort of YouTube famous there for a while. The the lob I think it was against the Wicklow champions. Um, so you know they they're, they're a very they're a good team. They're they're a very good team. But like I think history just keeps saying that the Kerry teams generally mm-hmm. win this grade. So I think that's the way you're looking. Uh, probably although that might make me too popular around home. <laughs> There'll be a lot of me people I think fascinated by this. So we'll be all keeping. Yeah, our eyes I think it's one of those it. things people get behind it. You know, I think mm. like certainly in our neck, you know, it's like there was that regional championship in Mead, and people were sort of interested in this in that, and now. Um, you know, Castletown gone on a bit of a run, and I think, you know, it, when when they're gone outside your own thing, and you can't, you're no longer involved. Your your own club is no longer involved. You're very much behind them. So this yeah, is you, it. You'd be, you'd be wishing them the best of luck. Oh, absolutely. Well, Donica, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Ashley. Thanks, Tommy. Thank you. Enjoy thanks, the Donica. games. Cheers, man. And thanks to Tommy as well. I'm going to go through some of the fixtures for this weekend. So in the intermediate uh, Camogie All-Ireland Finals that are happening this weekend, we've Clunduff of Down taking on James Stevens of Kilkenny. That's at 4.15 in Crow Park. And then in the senior final, we have Lockheel Shamrocks of Antrim taking on Sarasfields of Galway at 6.30. And then as well on Sunday, we have St. Thomas of Galway taking on Dunloy of Antrim at 1.30. That is in the All-Ireland Senior Club Championship semi-finals. And then Shamrocks, Ballyhale Shamrocks taking on Ballygunner at half three. So massive games there to keep your eyes peeled for Tommy Rooney. Thanks so much for joining me and we'll see you again next week. And as always, the Club Championship Show here on OTB is brought to you by AIB. The Club Championship Show on OTB in partnership with AIB. Proud sponsors of the Football Hurling and Camogie All-Ireland Club Championships. Hashtag the toughest.